Hiya, pals! <coughs> Hi, pals! And welcome to the Disneyland Paris show. Here's your hosts, Lucy, Chris, and Hugh. Oh, gosh! And now, Disneyland Paris news. Good to go. Record gets broken. Iger extends contract. New annual passes. Hey there, hello there, Disney friends and Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you doing? I'm all right. Are you all right? Yeah. I'm... Do I have to use my bedside voice? No, you don't need to use your bedside voice. Just don't do anything to make me laugh because it hurts okay uh, don't make me move around too much because it hurts um, if I talk too much I get a little bit dizzy um, so I might go quiet for a little while every now and again oh no and finally don't do anything to upset me because I, I have been through trauma in the last week and I think I've got a big cry to come oh no one of you doesn't have a microphone on um, I think it's me well now you do there we go do you want to read out your news again then, Hugh? Yeah, it was um, Hotel Makeover and Iger Extends Contract. Very good. Sorry, guys, that's because it's still set up for our bro show the other week. So was I an honor- honorary bro for that, like, minute and a half then? That bong went over my second headline, which was Iger Extends Contract. Iger Extends Contract. <laughs> Sorry. What was your first one, Hugh? Hotel Makeover. I think we got that one. Oh, boom, 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 boom. <sighs> Hey there, hi there, ho there, Disney pals. Now, as you just heard, we've got the perfect um, recipe for a podcast in that we've got a host who can't laugh or talk too much. <laughs> I'm all right, really, I can laugh. So, yeah, we've dealt with, we dealt with the, um, you know, cursory uh, technical issues. And let's I get can into laugh, it. but I can't sneeze. I can laugh, sneeze. but I don't want to laugh. It's good to have you back. I can tell you all about it in graphic detail if you want. He's no, told me. for things to talk about later on. No. I'm showing this guy. I'm good. Because you'll start talking scars, and then he will start talking symptoms, and then it'll just... We've it'll, done all that. Yeah. Haven't we, Chris? Mm-hmm. We mm. have. We did. You, were, you were upstairs. We got it done. That's off, why I stayed upstairs. I sensed it was going on. Right. How are we doing this? Should we, should we talk? Look who's in the chat. Let's do should that. Should we do that? Hobble out of it because there's some definite crackling going on, and I'm trying to work out where it's coming from. Okay. All aboard, please. Crackling. Mm. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I think it's all right. Yeah, it might just be happening in the speaker microphone. Okay. Any crackling, guys? Um, okay. So Alid was first in the chat, and Alid says, "Hello, hello from Ireland. Are we creating a hashtag for the annual pass drama? Hashtag You Shall Not Pass." Or hashtag pain in the pass. Pain in the pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. okay. I like both of we'll those. We'll get on to that later. I'm sure mm. that's why a lot of you are here. Uh, <laughs> David is here. David says, good evening. First show I've watched live in ages. They love Ooh. drama, these Disney-nerds, don't they? They love a bit of drama. <laughs> Two major yeah. bits of drama this week. It's huge microphone. When he just moved it then, it just... It, it's, um, ah, thing. I've moved it a couple of times, actually. Yeah, so um, I think... Move that so that you've got a oh, bit yeah. more looseness underneath. A bit more there. slack. There we go. That might just help things. There Excellent. we are. Excellent. 
Uh, Jimmy is waving with a pink hand, which uh, is always nice to see, Jimmy. Uh, hi to Gareth, Pierce Themeparks, and Andrew Palmer. Elgin is here. Uh, went to check something on my DLP account early today and realised that it's 100 days till we go. <gasps> hi to Cheryl, who says, uh, as soon as I heard about their new annual passes, I thought it's going to be a good show on Sunday. <laughs> oh, yes. It, it sure oh, am. Oh, heck. It sure I'm, f- I'm really worried we'll disappoint now. No, no, we'll um, we'll tear it to pieces. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Hi to Kiva. I'll be the balance. Kiva is here, as is Katie. Looking forward to the annual pass chat. See, that's what that's what people showed up for. We need to get onto this. Uh, should, we, should we tease it or should we get onto okay, it? Yeah, no, no. Hi we- to Daisy. Uh, they're off to DLP a week tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Wow. Disney Pride 2013 is here, as is the Dunn family. Uh, news, let's talk annual passes. See, the Dunn family's been chomping at the bit to uh, talk about annual passes. And uh, hi to Kerry and Roz. We're heading to Paris on Saturday. Got to battle with UK train strike and the Tour de France. France. Mabbot family are Disney bound. Good luck. Hi to Susie. Uh, and um, Aaron is here, as is Stan from the Solo Show, and Team Confetti, and voiceover guy, and Fix It Fox. Uh, Chris is here an echo. Chris is there's like, a bu- there's a real buzz going on. There's a buzzing. Well, anyway, I, right, I'm I, buzzing. I've just got a handful more, and then we're done. Uh, we've got who is Nate? Question mark and uh, magical by Sarah. Hello, I've not seen magical uh, magical by Sarah for a while. And uh, Kelly and Wits Wanderlust and uh, Helen and uh, Paddy. And that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> right, I mean, it's very confusing here because there's two lots of people. Talk, the, you're talking in echo over there, but I'm going to try and carry on. It's so lovely to have you here. That's very loud, Chris. Yeah, can that can that go? We're really bothering people right now, but there's a buzz going on. Okay, right. Um, yes, we will be talking about these annual passes. We might not talk about the annual passes first. We might kind of work up to those because I need to get my... I need to work up a bit of bile first. Hi, Caitlin. And talking about Sequoia Lodge instead. But we've got our own countdown going on now, which we don't seem to have had for ages. Ooh, we yeah. are going... We are setting off in 28 days, but we are going in 30 days. But we had a minor drama yesterday, didn't oh, no. we? Aha. Very, yeah. very minor, and Lucy, our travel partners Lucy don't know this, this yet. No, Lucy had this tone in her voice where, where my heart sunk. She was looking at details and bookings and things, and she went, oh, Hugh, I haven't booked the flights. I couldn't find a confirmation <laughs> email for the flight, so I went back onto my um, Avios account with British Airways and realised they were still in the basket. That had never been checked out. Oh no! So we hadn't booked the flights like a month ago when we thought we had. But do not fear, the flights are still available, and we booked them, and it was okay. But otherwise, can you, we'd can be, you imagine that? Well, we'd be driving. Minutes? We'd be driving. I mean, well, we would have found a way to get there, wouldn't we? But it was like Jesse <gasps> never gives up. Jesse finds a way. Exactly. <laughs> so thirty days till we arrive at Disneyland Paris, and there are things that we're going to do because there are new things that are going on, and one of them is an item on our news and that is together a Pixar musical adventure Ooh. is <laughs> now on stage as of yesterday so let me tell you a little bit about this although we did talk about it quite a bit last week so it won't go into too much detail I think we should talk about the Nautilus again for like the fifth week in a row can we talk about the Nautilus <laughs> Um, well, I'll tell you about this show in that, yeah, it's together, a Pixar musical advent- adventure, and um, it opened yesterday, which I've already said, 
they are saying you are not allowed to take videos or photos inside the auditorium. So we've no new information other than oh. the press releases that were made last week. But, and this is how you know something big's going on at Disneyland Paris, they've got a collector's card. Limited edition. They Let them pull get them, them out from your, for anything. Oh, my goodness. There's a new yes. toilet open. But Let's Chris, get some cards. if I do not come back from this next trip with at least five collector's cards, I am going to be very You just know that whatever the collector's cards are for, will have finished the day before you go and a new one will start the day after you get back. Don't. <laughs> that can't be true. Um, but, yeah, so that's the thing, and that's on our to-do list. But, um, unfortunately, we've missed... The other piece of news, because that's a one-day-only thing. Do you want to talk about it, or do you want to talk drinks? Oh, I want a drink. I've got like a tiki glass today, but it's uh, well, it's glass-shaped, but it's plastic. Um, but Chris, we are both going to enjoy the uh, new Pepsi Max Maximum Taste No Sugar Mango, which Cheryl reminded us of. So I got a pack of that in. Um, yeah, it's my second one today, so I'm going to be wired all night. Oh no! <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's nice, Chris. Awesome. I will enjoy it. <laughs> I'm going in. Oh, that was a very satisfying sound effect. That. Unfortunately, neither Ooh, of you are the, di- are the Diet Coke guy from the nineties. Never mind. Rude. <laughs> well, you know, you're the. My abdomen's all swollen up from my my surgery. Excuse me, you've, I've been working yeah, out up until that You point. guys are the upgrade. <laughs> you're Ooh, you're the guy. Save there, Lucy. The, the diet slick. coke guy. Wish he was, because you are the Max guys. Imagine that. Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max with a bit of mango. With a bit of mango. So it Not, was yeah. Bastille Day. Was that yesterday? Or was that Friday? Um, I think that was yesterday. It was Bastille Day, and they had their very own nighttime spectacular. Mm. And have you seen it? Bits of it, yes. Oh my! Giant Lumiere. God, it was well. It was a record-breaking nighttime show. So it was 1,495 drones, which is the largest drone show in Europe. Whoa! Only in Europe. Come on, they could have done the world. I also think they could have found five more drones and made it fifteen hundred. Although I kind of suspect they did, and five of them broke in the. <laughs> they just weren't working. Yeah, they're like yeah, yeah they're staying on the ground. Anyway, <laughs> they could have just, just said it was that many because. Um, it has to be checked like, and verified for a world record. You checked and verified. Oh, do you know what? I've not been listening. That's why. To what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> I've been reading the chat. <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one of the things That's I so saw like did you. say about 1,500 drones, so I tried to find out exactly how many, and it wasn't. It was 1,495 drones. Anyway, it looks amazing, and they also cracked out the big fireworks, the big ones, the big 360 around the castle, amazing, <clears throat> light up the night sky like the Blitz kind of um, fireworks. And I highly recommend you go hunt it out on the internet, on YouTube or on Twitter or something, because it looked fantastic. I didn't realise that Bastille Day was as big a thing as it is in France. And I'll tell you how I know it's a big thing, is because 
uh, Disneyland Paris sold out that day. And I'm, I know we've had things like since COVID with the passes where they say sold out, but they've got rid of that now and we're back at full capacity. So we're talking like New Year's Eve sellout. But they made a deal out of it last year as well, didn't they? Not with the drone show and stuff, but they did. I don't remember that. I do. Did I talk about yeah, it? Yeah, we did. We talked about it. <laughs> I, I as I recall, not as much as we talked about, you, know, you guys have talked about the Nautilus over the last few weeks, but we did <laughs> talk about it. Um, so, yeah, that was a massive thing. The park sold out. They had a collector's pin, which was Peter mm. Pan, um, saying Peter the 14th of... Oh, it must have been Friday because it says the 14th of July on there it. There we are. Uh, they had a Bastille Day champagne cart outside Ooh. Plaza Gardens. They had the 1789 cocktail available in um, Hotel New York. Uh, and Mickey and Minnie in their Bastille Day costumes. And it looked flipping amazing. Like, I'm, you know me in nighttime shows. I really like them when I'm there. But they are a bit of a pain to sort of stand and wait for and get elbowed in the ribs for. That looked worth the wait and Do you worth know, the stand. What, what I like about it, and also about their, their Pixar show as well, is... There's been an awful lot of negative going on on recently. It's been a very difficult time um, in the parks, and mm. it's nice to see some really positive things. and And it looked special. It looked really special. The, the bits of the drone show that I've seen look fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. I mean, we're gonna get onto some moans at the end of this. We're gonna get onto no. a couple of moans at the end of this. But it is nice to remember that whatever the the moans in the bureaucracy the experience on the ground is still top notch speaking of moans <laughs> have you noticed the sass coming from DLP report on Twitter over the last couple of weeks yes I have I, I, I don't want to go into detail about it I've just it's just um, but it's just I kind of hold them in quite high regard a lot of the time so it's, it's a bit a bit a bit shocking to me to at see least you know they're not shills but no that, that I agree I completely agree I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing I just it was just noticeable. I think it, it's something that, I, that that stuck out to me over the last couple of weeks. I think they might be at um, the level of influence now because they are the most influential mm-hmm. news reporters for DLP. I think they're at a level of influence now where DLP needs them as much as they need DLP. So yeah. they, they can start to hold accountable a little bit. And I think it actually has an impact if they're a little bit sassy, you know. We we saw one where they were they were telling us about something and their response was um, like something like fascinating. <laughs> I think it was something like that, which made me laugh. Well, uh, yeah, okay, that's not holding. I mean, to the, the Nautilus in particular been... is, is where they've been quite um, mm. critical. I would say critical, maybe not the right word, but definitely a bit sarcastic about things. Um, yeah, I just found it interesting. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Just, yeah, no, just an observation. I find it interesting. Be sure to follow the DLP reports on Twitter. I do because we do. We we use them for all sorts of stuff. Yeah, don't we? we it keeps it spicy. Good you know when you scro- you're scrolling and then you go oh 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 oh, 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 oh. someone's feeling punchy. Mummy, oh. daddy, please don't <laughs> fight. <laughs> anyway, where are we with that? So that was Bastille Day, and it makes me want to go for Bastille Day. Although maybe not yeah. if it's sold out. I'm wondering if we need to get into this the deal, the, the annual passes yet. Well, I should tell tease you, it for one more story. We've got three more bits of news, and they get increasingly um, acidic in my mouth. So let's start with the uh, the least. Okay, shall we? Yeah. Um, this I I think this is a bit of sweet and sour going on here because they have revealed some <laughs> sort of teaser things for an upgrade to Sequoia Lodge. 
upgrade. Well, Sequoia Lodge has been next on the list of major refurbishments for years and years and years. Cheyenne got it first, and then... Um, I, I can't remember which came first, Cheyenne or Santa Fe, but they got it. And then for years, they seemed to be doing New Park Bay. Yep. And then they did Hotel New York, made it out of Marvel. They're currently doing um, Disneyland Hotel. So Sequoia is the natural next thing. They even thing. closed it at one point, and we thought it was going to be for an extended refurb, and it just didn't happen. It was because it was the last one to open after COVID, yeah, yeah. and we were suspecting that that was strategic. Yeah, that they were it just, wasn't, though. It wasn't, no. They just didn't open yeah. it. Um, and the thing is, we all love Sequoia. Mm-hmm. I think we've all agreed it's our favourite so far. Um, but it is a bit tired. It does make you think, oh, I love this hotel. I'm so glad they're going to upgrade it. That's what it makes you think. Now, they've they've shown two things publicly this week, which either get me quite excited or quite worried and I can't decide which. The first is good. It's a shot of a sample corridor or a test corridor for the refurb and it's got these rather cool diagonal lights and these little mm. alcoves and that looks good um, I'm a bit worried that portions of it seem to be um, laminate and portions of it seem to be carpet and the doors are horrible Nah, yeah. The doors are really horrible. But I don't mind the lights look good, but the, the laminate and the carpet thing, you know yeah. when you're doing a wheelie suitcase down a really long hotel corridor and you go <laughs> Well, if you're trying to sleep and other people are dragging suitcases, that's what you're going to hear. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be just be on the carpet and then... Yeah. Every time you go past a bit of flooring. It will. So that's going to be a bit annoying. I didn't really notice the cheap doors and I did like the lights. I thought that, I think the doors look... I mean, the, the existing doors aren't amazing, don't get me wrong. Mm. There's just something a bit... Uh, yeah. And if there's one thing you want from a hotel door, it's to be heavy and secure and soundproof. Oh, it looks heavy and secure and soundproof. It just it, They just don't look very in keeping with a lodge. Yes. And that's what bothers me. Well, this is what the stateside hotels have been getting criticised for, is all turning into Hilton's. Mostly Chris, criticised by me. <laughs> yeah, you and, and Braden from Mickey Views doesn't hold back, does he? No. Um, so I hope they're not going to do that because so far Disneyland Paris have done a really good job of holding on to theming in hotels to the extent where they actually enhanced the theming at Hotel of New York rather than detracted from it. So it's out. But the, what worries me is they've installed these power hubs in the rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now this is what we've all been asking for and maybe this is like a quick response to the fact that this is all over TripAdvisor and DLP oh, yeah, groups and everything fix, in that there are no charging sockets in those rooms and it's ridiculous so they've done this as a quick fix but my first thing was whoa 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 when's the actual refurb coming and we've always said they'll do it on the next refurb these rooms were built when USB sockets were a thing don't worry they'll do it on the next refurb the fact that they're actually investing in all these power hubs for all the rooms in a massive hotel like that makes me think they might not be refurbing as soon as we would hope. It'd be a pretty seriously big electric refurb, though, if they were going to put more PowerPoints and stuff in anyway, wouldn't it? So. But do you invest in your real st- real estate or do you not? Well, yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Um, on the other hand, <clears throat> maybe it's fine because I can't see them dis- closing portions of the hotel to refurb corridors without refurbing the rooms. So I think we're all right. Here's so, a question. Yes. Have they put those hubs in every single room? It was insinuated that they were gonna, in the stuff I read. 
Because that, that's a pretty significant investment if they are planning to refurb, which I guess is what you're getting at. Isn't exactly. It? And I think that means that they'll be part of the refurb and that they won't bother with the electrics, like mm-hmm. you say. But mm-hmm. that's very short-sighted. They looked weird. Mm. They looked like they were leaning over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they look like they're leaning forward or something. Very odd-looking things. Yeah. Leaning Tower of Power. Mm. Um, mm. Kiki's, Kiki Mouse says, better late than never. Well... Yeah, um, because now we're staying there in August and we're going to have PowerPoints and that's like a big thumbs up, trust me. But it worries me that, like I say, you invest in your real estates in 10, 20 years' time. If they don't do any more work on the electrics, they're going to have a full hotel room with minimum sockets, no USB charging points, things that modern hotels need and have. Maybe, yeah. maybe Kiki Mouse was saying that because they just turned up to the chat. Oh, Hi, Kiki I don't Mouse. know. Oh, because Genren's just turned up to the chat. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a little dig. Who knows? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Jen. Come on, better late than never, Jen. So that's like, I, I can't decide whether to um, release my uh, vitriol on that or not. But I did like the corridors, Chris. I didn't think the doors looked cheap. I thought they looked okay. I'm just worried about the dragging situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen them. I'm going to find your picture now. So that is the bron- bronze medal of bitterness because it's not re- it, it's only got potential to be bitter as you know potential energy can turn into kinetic energy. Oh no. Oh, I think the quite would see. I think the quite would see. <sighs> well, in that they've got like a like a wood on them but they look like they look like they've got some leftover bits of laminate just, floor and stuck it on a door. Yeah, I just I just don't know what they're thinking with this uh with this this like whole wave of just like making everything look a bit like it's a non-aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, well, it's I like, like it. I want I want woodland creatures. I want like you know. Oh, I want the doors to look like they've like found them in an old. I think old you might have been a bit premature with that. dragged them all in. Unless you just could have trigger finger on that all night. Well, no, it's just he said woodland creatures, so I thought it was. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> every, everything's going big, sort of greyish and uh, just. It's so disheartening. Yeah. Like at some mm. point they're gonna do it to the Polynesian uh, lobby. <laughs> do you think? Do Don't. You think, no. Do you think they'd dare? They wouldn't well, dare. Well, I mean, would they? they're already building a new solar tower next to the Polynesian yeah. just to That's fill up our resources. We love the Polynesian. Don't muck it up. Right. Okay. So this is okay. gonna this is gonna take me onto the silver medal of vitriol. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Should I be cross about this? Because I was so happy about... Well, this this was a good thing a few months ago. It was. I think I That's don't That's been know. funny to read the backlash on Twitter about that as well this week. <laughs> so the thing is, Bob Iger, mm. chair, chairman of the Disney Corporation, has extended his temporary contract to 2026. Now, the, just to catch you all up here, uh, Bob Chapek was an unmitigated disaster. And he was... Darling. Um, yes, he was elbowed out of the boardroom um, unceremoniously before the end of his contract because he was horrible and they brought the old CEO back which has never happened in the history of happenings um, so got Bob Iger back and we all celebrated yay because we like Bob Iger and he did some good things and he's because- a very personable guy um, and the idea was that he was only going to do two years. Definitely. He was definitely only going to do two years. He's got form on this though, hasn't he? And during that, yes. He was always extending his contract yes. before he went he away. Was. And then And then at the end he said, right, definitely this time. This time, honest, I swear, this time I'm definitely, I'm, I'm done now. 
and then he came back. He came back. And now he's done it again. For just two more years. <laughs> but the idea was that he was going to kind of find his successor and train them up. Now, there's two things that are the upshot of this. He has now extended his contract to 2026, so for two more years than he originally said. Mm. Not in itself such a bad thing, because it's better than the devil you know. However, number one, this is almost certainly means that he has not yet found and is not yet training a successor. Haven't some of his potential successors been sacked? since quit? Yes. You say sacked, I think <laughs> quit because they've thought, I'm never going to get this. I'm a. There's, there's I'm, been I'm, a, I'm selection, off. a selection of people in and out the revolving door of the Disney boardroom. I'm watching Succession at the moment, and this sounds an awful lot like Logan oh. Roy for any of you who watch it. Oh, my. <laughs> if you want something compelling yet depressing, you should read The Disney War. It's like a. Um, a a biography That's of, not the first time you've recommended that. Oh, it, it's really fat, but it's so compelling. But I had to stop reading it at one point because the numbers were so disgusting. People's severances packages were in the tens of millions. And when you're reading about the cost of living crisis, it just makes you do sick yeah, in your yeah. mouth. It's disgusting. Anyway, so we've still got Bob Iger. How are we happy about this? Maybe we are. However, in the last two weeks, he's dropped some clangers. First of all, with um, the Sagastra thing, which if you don't know about this, all screen, the Screen Actors Guild are on strike in America, the Writers Guild are on strike, and he has been very insensitive in the way he just says, wrong time for it, guys. The economy's not what it should be, whilst also giving out executive uh, bonuses that would just make your eyes water. And Yeah. There's a streaming bubble about to burst, isn't there? There is a streaming bubble. This is what's going to happen. The model doesn't work very well. I'm beginning to realise now. However, we as consumers, we all love it. But it's just, it's such a a brittle thing, I think. When you think of what you get for the money you pay, and all the artists need to pay, and then at the same time, everyone's creaming things off the top, it isn't good. But Kira's saying... Iger is great for Disney. He's also a nightmare for actors and writers and anyone who isn't a millionaire. No one should stand a corporation. Right, okay, that's exactly my thoughts. When I read the beginning of that, Keir, and you'd said Iger is great for Disney, I was like, no, but you're absolutely right. He is great for Disney. He's great for the shareholders. He's great for the corporation. He's great for the PR. He is not good for the human beings. Do you know who'd be better for Disney? Who? Stan from the solo show who says uh, I guess they didn't get my CEO application form yet oh. <laughs> I can see that Stan but Stan is then saying his prediction is Josh Damara now the thing mm. is with that prediction is if that was the case he could he's he look, he's so ready he's right there he's trainable he's a good age he's got good PR skills why has Iger just extended his contract this is this is this is the thing. This Doesn't is the like politics the of, of it. Jib. You really should read the Disney War because this iron iron tight fist that Eisner got on the company, in the way that he was eliminating competition to main, maintain power. Mm. This sounds very like what Iger's doing. You know, because like they did say that one of his soul when they announced that he was taking it back over, one of the things that they said at the time was, and his focus will be the long-term health of the company by choosing a successor. They didn't say it quite like that. And he hasn't done it. You know, this is campaign promises right there. Suspicious. Mm. So watch this space. Watch this space. It's dodgy. 
Right. right. That was everything. So thanks for watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Was I've kept you going else? halfway into the show. I feel like I've talked a lot. Do you guys have anything to say or anything to report in the chat before no, I just let's get power on? Uh, let's go on to the fun stuff. Let's get on to annual passes. Chris, play the uh, grumpy jingle. Just, just you know, as a preemptive strike. We are now. <laughs> Disneyland Paris have announced a new scheme for upgraded annual passes. Woohoo! Fantastic! <laughs> Celebrate good times, come on! They have streamlined it down oh. down to three. Oh no. Chris is, Chris is hurting. He's just, remem- he's just remembered the three tiers of the annual passes. That's what it is. No, it it's making him cry. Stop it! <laughs> Stop making him cry. Oh. I'm genuinely worried about him. I'm all right. I'm fine. You know, he's, 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 fine. He's, he's just remembered the bronze tier of the annual passes. They have reduced it down to three separate tiers. Um, they still need park reservations, but this is now taken from the pool of full park capacity. Oh, that's better. So except on days like Christmas Day and New Year's Eve and Bastille Day, apparently... This shouldn't be a problem anymore. So the passes aren't a problem anymore. Fantastic. They've also announced that they can guarantee four annual pass parties per year. And um, that there's going to be an exclusive meet and greet location just for annual pass holders. This all sounds brilliant. So do you know what? Yeah. I think this is really good. You can bring a guest to the annual party, uh, the, the pass parties as well. Can, can you? Yeah, yeah. I haven't even got that written down. That's guest, even yeah. better. Yeah. I best make Brilliant. a friend real quick. Wow. And do you know what? When they redesigned these passes, do you know why they did it the way they did? Why? Because they listened to the guests. Ah, did now, they? This, is what, this is what Magical by That's Sarah so Magical by Sarah is saying. The part that boiled everyone's wee-wee, uh, sh- she didn't use that word, uh, <laughs> is the past. fact that they said... You asked and we listened, which was in regards to limited park availability and only three days advanced booking. £50 rise, okay. 200 for less. Greedy. Oh, uh, Magical by Sarah. You've, you've pulled the rug from under my feet there. That was going to be my next bomb. So I was just going to say, so have they priced them reasonably then? Those are the things <laughs> that we should be happy about. This is the situation. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Your bronze pass... And I honestly don't know what the equivalent used to be, but the bronze pass is 289 euros. It's called the poo pass. Now, I I think that the one that was closest to this used to be 179, as mm, brain recalls. I know that we used to get the one that was 249. So this is more expensive than the one we used to get. The next one up, which is um, equivalent to the one we used to get, is now... 499 euros. But in English, yeah. it's loads cheaper. But at least it's less than 500 euros. In, in English, but that is basically a, a 100% increase on what we used to pay. A hundred, double the price. Oh double the price. Now, the gold pass, which I suppose, I suppose, would be the equivalent of the infinity pass, but we'll go over why that's not true in a minute. I, st- I reckon someone, someone in a boardroom has leaned back in the chair and just take it, like, you know, put his arms behind his head and then he's just gone, double it. Yeah. You know what, guys? Double it. Honestly. 
So the gold one is now 699 euros. That used to be 499. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. 700. 700. That's an increase of 300 euros. Now, the thing is, I wanted to tell you that that was equivalent to the Infinity Pass. However, I can't because the Infinity Pass used to have reserved viewing area for things. Oh, yeah. And it used to have uh, all sorts of things. Um, it used to have its own special entrance. It used to have um, reserved parking. Ooh. It used to have... Well, let's get a list. I've got a list. So no longer do we have Australian Regal Trail Rentals. Hooray! We no longer have free locker storage. Woohoo! No longer have access to privileged tickets. Feel the benefits. Which is to bring your friends in. So basically, it used to be good for annual pass holders because, like, we could say, oh, mum, you you never wanted to go to Disneyland Paris, but do you know what? If you come with me because I'm annual pass holder, then you can come in for this amount and there there's double the amount of people in the park and and they're all buying food and drink and fantastic but no we can't bring guests in anymore because there's no privilege tickets there's no hotel discounts bonus so those people who have annual passes will almost certainly stay off site because as as they should the room only um, prices for Disney are ridiculous and this does this is (laughs) I cannot explain how ridiculous that particular one is to me because the reduction on a hotel room if you buy a package is actually massive um, if you buy a ticket and a package together you actually save a lot of money by getting them both together mm-hmm. so the fact that you would let people buy annual passes and not give them any discount on extortionate room only rates is it's extortion to be honest what do you get then I'll get to that you don't get card. day ticket discounts. Oh, a digital card. So as well as not getting the privilege tickets for the people you want to bring in, you also don't get day tickets discounts, which is something else. Well, you else wouldn't want them because everyone's going to snap this up and they won't need them. You don't get the dedicated in, uh, entrance. That one hurts. You don't... There get, were pictures of the dedicated entrances disappearing this week as well, weren't there? You don't get reserved <sighs> areas. You don't get infinity parking. But do you know what's worse? Hmm. You don't get early magic hours. Oh, you do on the top one. You do on the top one, you don't on the other two. You don't on the other two. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. So, yeah. Yeah, come on. Don't, come on. Just sell it a bit, at least. A Let me bit. look. Hey, okay, okay. So this is what you do get. Yes, you're absolutely right. Look at the chart. Yes, you do get it on the top one. But if we were to get... I mean, we couldn't afford the top one. We couldn't afford the Infinity Pass. And now the silver is the price of the Infinity Pass. Mm-hmm. But if we do, by some stretch of the imagination, which, spoiler alert, I don't think we will, kind of look at our family finances and go, let's get the silver, because we'd planned on getting annual passes this year. Um, if we did, we wouldn't get extra magic time after being loyal Disney fans for years and years and years, and it's half an hour in the morning. It's half an hour in the morning. I think they're going to... For the most loyal fans. I think they're going to roll back on some of this. I think that that extra magic I, time one is it's gross. Oh, I was, gross. I was saying to you before, it's going to be an extra twenty euros I, each. I think they'll roll back on some of this, but not until they've got the number of annual pass holders down. Yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. think that this is the that, thing. What, when I look at all of this, I think that so many people have annual passes and they've probably let it get a bit out of control, more out of control than they should have done. Yeah. And this is their way of trying to rein it back in. It's a stupid way of trying to rein it's it back in. A monster. Let's be honest. I can because what they could have done was they could have said 
everybody who's got current passes, they're going to run out. Yeah, you'll have the opportunity to to renew them if they're if they're available. But we are limiting the number to X. Right, so that's the other thing. That's they they, they are limiting the number. They haven't advertised to how much. They might even be playing it by ear. We don't know. Um, but they have warned you that they could sell out. Now, this does two things. A, it allows them to limit the number that they sell, which means that they can take them off sale. I mean, let's give them the benefit of doubt and they know how many annual passes that they're going to sell. I'll, but it also gives them the ability to just take them off sale at a moment's notice because mm-hmm. they've said they are limited. Um, and this allows them to do that and it also means that um, it incentivizes people to buy because people like us who are sitting there going oh mate that's too much oh. if they create scarcity it will make people buy them so they will sell exactly the amount of annual passes that they want to sell that's very clever then that, that's why people who have existing annual passes are being told that they'll have the opportunity to renew them and they can renew early if they want because if you don't renew early then there's every chance they'll have sold out when you do yep. come to renew and and that's something to watch out for as well if you're planning on keeping hold of them it, it's it, it's literally control this is what, yep. what, what i find interesting about it is i think everyone would feel a lot happier if they'd been honest about it and said you know what we've got this many annual pass holders at the moment and really we should have this money many and therefore we need to do something about it and not not just kill the whole thing yeah. which is basically what they've done see Cheryl Sarah magical, magical by Sarah and Steve are all sort of pointing out you know it's almost as if they don't want people to have annual passes That's they, exactly clear, they clearly yeah. don't want pass no, holders they don't. Um, so yeah but so we've already covered like what what the reasoning behind that is uh, as as Stan says having too many AP holders in Disneyland was a huge problem in California after COVID they really control how uh, they they really control how many AP holders they have I totally get that, and I get why that's important. And if this was the price only, and the limited availability only, I could stomach it. We could even consider buying them. Mm, We can't afford them, let's be honest. Um, But it's a thing that I would just go, oh, yeah, we knew they were going to go up. Didn't realise they'd go up by that much, but dang. But no, it's the stuff that they're removing. Now, I just want to go back to the hotel discounts again. They were always a little bit stingy. But to remove... And they were always a bit... They fluctuated on Mm. certain days. But to remove them entirely, to charge this much for annual passes and let people buy them, even if it's only 10 people, they've let people buy annual passes and then make them pay what is basically double what it ought to be for a hotel room because they're very inflated prices of the room only. And make them pay that to stay on a Disney hotel or force them to stay off site. I cannot see the business benefit of that. I can't see it at all. They could limit the number of annual pass rooms that they had available. They could limit it to 2% of the rooms in the hotel could be bought on annual pass discounts if the fact that they don't want the meeting up rooms. But if there's rooms available and you have annual pass holders and you're gonna charge, what is it like, 850 euros a night to stay at Art of Marvel? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? It it feels gross. It feels immoral. Honest to God. There's something weird going on with the hotels anyway, though, for me. Because <laughs> Was that grumpy you, enough for you? Is that what you've been God. waiting for? If you look at the prices, of, if, if you go and price up a uh, Disneyland uh, Paris ho- uh, holiday at the moment, quite often the hotel you think would be more more expensive is cheaper than the ones that, yeah. that, that are the lower... Um, lower rated hotels and there's, there's something strange going on there there's something mm. wrong there's some parity that needs 
addressing and I just wonder whether this is all part of a much bigger picture that, yeah. that they're just not being very open about because if if <laughs> there's an awful lot of annual pass holders mm. you know there's, there's a lot of you guys who, who uh, watch or listen to this show annual pass holders you guys have been annual pass holders in the past we have there's you know there's a lot of people going in and just buying up everything from the shops and because they've got an annual pass and they can go in and do it you know yeah. they're going to think twice about this now so it, it's not a good thing don't get me wrong it's not a good thing I just hope that there's some logical reason behind it that ultimately is going to lead to something better for for people who can't afford it because I know someone in the chat has said about how a family is going to afford to do this and stuff most families going to Disneyland Paris aren't going to buy annual passes to take their to take their families not on anymore, a once in a lifetime not. holiday <laughs> or a once in a five year holiday to to DLP then they're not going to do that they need those package holidays to be affordable and hmm. All I hope is that whatever this whole thing that's going on now is going to do is ultimately redress the balance on that, so mm. that people who who do want to take their families on holidays can afford to do it in a in a better way than they can at the moment. If um, and I know that's to the detriment of annual pass holders, I, I get that. Um, yeah, and that loyalty and and everything. If but, if you could afford this, if money's no object to you, if you, if you're a millionaire and you and you know and you, and, you, and you go all the time and you think, oh, well, it's gone up, but makes not much difference to me I'm rich um, is is it good for you are, are you are you going oh do you know what yeah it does suck for people but for me who can afford it money's no object this is actually better for me is, is it be- who is it benefiting is, well, it, is it better for some it's people it's not better, better for them to not have reserve viewing areas and not have their own dedi- own mm. dedicated entrance now I, now that we realise that these are li- that they're limiting the numbers that might make sense for the entrance it might not be worth them manning it anymore yeah but, um, I mean, we were never on our own at that entrance. I, te- I tell you what, right, the extra magic time, as, as someone who booked um, a package holiday last time we went, the queues to get in were absolutely ridiculous. And if, if even 2 or 3% of those were, are annual pass holders and aren't going to be there in the queue anymore, that, that makes the park quieter in, those extra magic time, in that extra magic time, which makes it a bigger benefit for people staying in the hotel. I'm I'm sorry to be um, devil's, no, devil's advocate. Yeah, but but it's true. It, you know mm. that that means that the perks that they're giving families who are booking package holidays are a bigger benefit to them than they would have been previously. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's absolutely no doubt about that. The the fact that annual pass holders aren't taking hotel rooms that that families could be taking up. So Santa Fe's not getting booked up because that's one of the cheaper ones. And so an annual pass holder can go and book Santa Fe on the cheap and take up that room which means that uh, this family of, of four now need to stay in Newport Bay because that's the only place that, that's affordable for that, them that's true and I think that these once in a lifetime visitors I really want them to have an amazing time but then you've got to think about the um, money and value that Hugh and I alone have brought to that park over the last five years the amount of trips that we've taken that we wouldn't have taken if we had not been annual mm-hmm. pass I think we're due, we're due a free trip by now yeah no but also <laughs> the that they it's, it's the um, it's then the you know it it is the uh, word of mouth thing now not everybody is a YouTuber or social media influencer but these people who go a lot they always get someone saying why do you keep going back people say mm-hmm. that to me all the time the amount of people that I've convinced to go to Disneyland Paris Chris we convinced you to go to Disneyland Paris, oh, yeah, and yeah, now yeah. look at you. I know. And so there's something to be said for keeping these super fans happy. Now, like I say, the price alone isn't the worst thing. 
I mean, it's upsetting to us, I'll be honest, but it isn't the worst thing because it makes sure that superfans are superfans. But it just feels like they're taking really petty things away. Luggage holding. How much does it cost them to luggage holding and how does that in, improve the average guest's um, average guest's trip? And also, because you are annual pass holders, the chances are that you are coming in and going straight into the park or that you're going, you, you know, that you're doing these things where you've got some packages you want to store. Because you tend to be doing it regularly and with other things more than your family of um for who will probably leave it at the hotel or whatever um it just it stings let me tell you what we've what you do have so with the bronze you've got 170 days per year um that you can go so that basically blacks out all public holidays and weekends and things like that so it's a very limited one that's just for locals and it's still 289 euros <laughs> Um, the silver one is 300 days a year now this is what we've always got and it will block out like um, the second half of Halloween it blocks out Christmas week it blocks and two weeks over Christmas I think it blocks out a couple of like holiday weekends but all in all it's never stopped us going where we want to go and then the gold one you get 365 days a year Um, the uh, you, the bronze you get nothing else oh you get free parking look at you they all get free parking they all get free parking the silver you get 10% discount in shops 10% discounts in restaurants Disney annual f- and 10% off photo pass so that's something That once you've got it that makes it worth it if you're a gold pass holder you get parking you get 15% off shops and restaurants uh, you get the photo pass included so that's something I suppose you can knock sort of 69 euros off um, that because you get a photo pass in it and you do get extra magic time um, so it is something and the thing is in like 5 years time there'll be a whole new set of fans who won't know what you used to get and we'll have gone, moved on and forgotten a bit and we'll look at that and go oh look you get 15% off shops yay but it's, you know, just like the, all the new people going to Disney World and booking the transfers quite happily don't know that they used to have the Magical Express for free. You know, it's this kind of thing people forget and people don't realise and new fans come along. So it is what it is and it's going to go forward. But it just, there are bits of it that really sting. Yeah. That really sting. Well, to be honest, we've been looking at going at Halloween next year but I've also been looking at early next year as well. And prior to all of this, I was thinking, well, if they come back and are reasonable, then we'd look to get annual pass at the beginning of the year so that we could do um, Halloween as well. But obviously, it's put paid to that as an idea. So, Well, the original idea is that this August trip that we were going on would be upgraded into an annual pass. And then we'd go again at Christmas, maybe, because we haven't, we've wanted a Christmas trip mm-hmm. for years and never managed to make one work. But... We're not upgrading this August trip into an annual pass because we couldn't wait any longer to find out and so we ended up buying a package. So we couldn't have done that anyway, no matter what the prices were. But we were still looking with interest to see if it was worth starting an annual pass in December. And I don't think we can now. Plus that, Mm. and just thank you, Tory government, but the mortgage is going up for £200 a month and, Mm -hmm. you know, the utility bills are going up and it's just, it's just... A depressing time to be alive. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> um, Christmas. Should we see what some of the comments are? I'd love to. Uh, let's see. How far back do we go? Um, <laughs> let's see. So, 
Uh, so Kira says, what I don't understand about this new pass is that it is only good for locals and only barely. Locals are the least like to be big spenders in hotels, restaurants, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Wits uh, was here for the rant, Lucy. Um, <laughs> uh, Steve is not a fan of Grumpy Lucy, though. No. Uh, I'm uh, not a fan Dunn of The Dunn family says, our booking in February at Art of Marvel was pennies cheaper to do with annual pass. Pennies cheaper to do with annual pass so like not not much of a saving mm. uh, I can guarantee says Stan at the solo show that they will offer discount rooms during the slower times of the year they did the same thing at Walt Disney World yeah they can still do that they can have a flash sale for AP holders and those kind of things can't they mm-hmm. G- Gen Ren won't be renewing I had an infinity pass I'd rather put the money towards a big holiday it doesn't feel like our home park anymore oh now that makes me the yeah, saddest uh, Andrew says, our annual pass is meant as loyalty scheme or for people who live within an hour's drive and will go on several day trips. Never really been made clear, has it? That mm. It doesn't have a definition like that, unfortunately. Um, you see, Walt Disney World has got a Florida residence uh, tier to its passes and then a, a normal tier. And I think it would be interesting to see what they would do if they had a French tier and a, you know not French tier whether they would incentivise UK visitors to come over because I think we do but, um, it's not just it's not just UK though it's like Netherlands and Germany and Italy Like th- mm. this is the thing it's a European park and it was put in a not a central not, not by any stretch of the imagination a central location in Europe but somewhere that was accessible to, to everywhere yeah. so the, the park the intention of the park was that it was open to everyone in Europe and these annual passes have really closed that down for me because I just want to skip ahead to what Stan Solo has said. He says, on average, AP holders spend far less per visit than someone who goes once a year but uh, or every other th- year. Uh, they are going to sell out just about every day anyway. Why would you want AP holders in the park? It is a valid point. However, I'm going to push back slightly because I know that in like California, for example, a lot of the annual pass holders do live within a two-hour drive mm. and so they do go on a whim and they go daily and they go all the time. I I think myself being a UK visitor to Paris, that if we have a good year as AP holders, we might go three three times, maybe four if we really schedule it in tightly. And when we're there, we do spend the same amount in the park because we still need to eat. There's still brand new pins that have been released and there's still and I still buy a spirit jersey and things like this. It's, it is different when you're an, an out-of-country AP holder who goes twice or three times using your annual pass. And that's all we get out of it. So we do save money by going twice or three times. But we're not... Because abs- I know that some people worked out that these vloggers um, in Walt Disney World end up spending like £3.50 a day on their annual pass because they literally go 250 times a year. Um, but that's not the case for us. There is a bit of a thing, though. Now, now that you mention it, when when we went to Sequoia last year, when we all went at the same time, mm. I priced up what it would have cost me if I got an annual pass, mm. just one annual pass, mm. and it worked out um, about two hundred pounds cheaper than mm. it would than the package would have cost me. Yeah, but I would not have used that annual pass again in that year. I, I wouldn't have had an opportunity to use it again. And you would have got discounts on food. Yeah. And people do use the annual passes because you can get a cheaper package holiday by having an annual pass than you would yeah. do without one. So that, pr- pricing it up to avoid that happening, I completely understand. Yeah. But again, yeah. taking away the benefits of the annual pass just seems counterproductive and a little bit ridiculous to me. Mm. Sorry. 
Mm. Um, oh, well. Dan was considering annual passes before. Not sure they're worth it now. So yeah. Is it worth it? Uh, Sarah says, um, it's a shame, but the annual passes, I think, for many, were the reason we kept going back. I went five times last year. I think I'll do Walt Disney World for th- uh, three for three one weeks next year instead. Mm. Three one weeks? Because without the annual passes, it is not cheaper to go to Disneyland Paris. And then it makes you wonder, why Disneyland Paris and not Walt Disney World? I mean, we love Disneyland Paris, but it's... It's still an ordeal getting there. It's still mm. a full day's journey, just the way it is to get to Florida. Yeah. The, the Dunn family said we did four times in 365 days. It pays for itself in two trips. New passes should break even. Um, okay, so we break even on like four trips. But, mm, okay, I don't know. I'm going to stop ranting now. Go on, <laughs> Kira says, Disney makes so much money, so, so much money, and to see them penny pinch uh, the most devoted fans is just depressing. Yeah. Like I say, it's not the price. It's the, like I say, it's the penny pinching with the no luggage storage, no free rent, rent bleh, stroller rental, that kind of thing. Mm. Mm. Um, I'll add value for money if you divide the annual cost by the number of days bound to be cheaper than daily access if you plan several visits it used to be it used to be it depends where you live and what you mean by several visits I think we'd have to do the maths very closely now well you're, you're saying for instance it's double what you paid before mm. and obviously you're not getting the discount um, on hotel rooms but then you generally stay off site anyway but basically that means in order for you to get the value out of it you were getting before you'd have to go twice as many times but then the cost of the travel to get Mm. there would end up and and the hotels as well means it would end up costing you significantly more so you're not going to there isn't a way to there isn't a parity is there there isn't a way to get the same level of value out of it that you that you got when you had one previously no do you know what else annoyed me Digital only, and you don't know how much yeah, but I love my card. That's because they listen card. to people. That's because they listen to people, and people wanted digital only. But I loved my card. Now, to be fair, I looked a bit deeper into this, and they said you can still go to the ticket desk and request a card, and I would do that. Honestly, Hang on. Yeah, like who's saying no? I'm sick of this card. I want it digital only, please. I'm sick of this card. Do you not think what they actually were saying was, we want an app that works, and actually, if that app's there, then we should be able to have mm. our annual passes on that, so we don't have to remember to take a piece of card with us every time we go. It's true, like Magical by Sarah said before, it's like, and this is not just in this case, it's anyone that says, we've listened, and we've done this, and they've got it so wrong, and you think, you haven't listened. You've not listened. Disney starts every press release like that, though. Every press release. And it's... They've listened listened to one person who agreed with them. No, well, they twist what they've listened to and they make it work, like you say, for them. Um, Magical by Sarah says, I worked it out. You have to visit three weekends for four days to break even. So you'd have to visit four times to save. That, That answers my question, basically. But then that doesn't include yeah the fact that you have to spend more on your travel and like you said yeah. more on your accommodation and things travel all the way down to london to yeah before you even get on a train yeah or you have to drive all the way there because <laughs> i hate to moan disney fans i hate to moan because i love going to Disneyland paris but our local airports um fly b went bust in covid so we can't get local flights anymore 
Oh. So, you know. And also a magical buy, Sarah. You're safe for four days, and I know that you don't necessarily, that, you know, they've said there's not going to be any troubles with bookings and stuff, but you can only reserve three at a time. Yeah. And you can't reserve another one until you've checked in for the, for the first one I don't think can you mm. so, so it'd be like when you went last year and you were gambling on whether you get that fourth day or not Ali but when will they when will no. they go on um, general sale they've said later in the summer in true Disney accuracy I imagine the answer to that will be all current existing annual pass holders will be clambering to get these new annual passes and by the end of the summer there won't be any left and available so they won't actually go on sale to the general public the thing guess. is, they just, I don't, I don't, I don't think they can lose in this situation. You know, it's like, oh, we'll all kick up a stink and none of us will buy them and, and we'll stop going to Disneyland Paris and then that'll teach them. I, I think they've, they've got us by the, excuse the phrase, short and curlies. I, I, I think they've won, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can go back on this. I don't think they will couple of points about phones from Team Confetti and Aaron. Team Confetti says, uh, I love a good card. Just hang around my neck. My phone is always on 3%, yeah, yeah. and that would stress me out. It yeah. does. Having your phone charged is just an is now just an extra problem, and it's easily lost. It's easily broken, and it's like it's all hinged on this phone now. And uh, Aaron says, also, digital relies on you having phone charge all of the time and having reliable Wi-Fi, which is already spotty in the parks. Yep. Uh, Mark Riley says, I love grumpy fans. I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> Do you know, Mark? I thought you would. <laughs> oh, dear. So, I mean, that that's uh, the annual pass things. But, I mean, like I say, in in five years' time, maybe even sooner, we'll have forgotten all, all about this and we'll all just be towing the line that, like good little consumers do. Won't we? <laughs> Kelly says, we'll, we'll, sh- we'll share our holidays between different parks now. DLP... Uh, what F F F F Telling F Telling. See, yeah. I priced up F Telling. Uh, and uh, six hundred eighty quid to stay to stay there three nights four days. Yeah, Legoland and Alton Towers and a cheeky beach holiday. Oh. <laughs> nice one, Kelly. I don't know. I oh, I don't know. I don't know. I want to keep going to Disneyland Paris four times a year, but I just don't think we can. No. And we want to be able to tell you guys about it. It, and like you say, it makes you think, now what shall I do with my Disney money? Because we've still got Tokyo as our dream trip, you know what I mean? And the way that it's going, I bet if we did these three Disneyland Paris trips that we could do with annual passes, we'd have spent Tokyo Disney money, which makes you think, why don't we just mm-hmm. do Tokyo? Just go to Tokyo. I mean, it's it's a, it's a like a huge theme park in itself to, to us Westerners. It's like it's a, <laughs> it's a weird, magical place. It's, mm. it's amazing. But um, yeah, it's getting to the point now where we're just like, you think, well... No, it's not. It's not. It's not worth going to Tokyo and paying like a big wad of cash just to go to Disneyland, isn't it? Magical by Sarah says, in ten years' time, we'll all be taking a coach, sharing an Airbnb, as it'll be the only way we can all afford it. However, we'll all have Apple VR headsets, and we'll actually be able to actually feel like we're actually in the parks mm. at home. <laughs> when you think, like, at, at some point though, you've got to go. Hang on a minute. We can go for like a week. To anywhere in like in the Mediterranean for like all three of us for like eight hundred quid. Yeah. Mm. Why, why aren't we doing that? Because Disney. I know we love Disney, but like, you know, if 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 it's like for, for some people it's holiday and they go, oh, do you know, should we, should we do Disneyland this this time? They're gonna go, no. Do you know what I might <laughs> do for next week? Because I would enjoy doing this. <laughs> I might price up um, a couple of DLP trips and then tell you what else. Disney related you could get like 
I bet you could get um, a Disney cruise for the price of a Di- um, a Disneyland Par- two Disneyland Paris trips now or whatever. I'll work out what your choices are since they've taken away annual passes. Because it used to be cheap as chips. David's got a good suggestion. The Flamingo Land show. Yes. Right, we're changing everything. <laughs> Gulliver's Valley. I stayed at Flamingo Land for a week when I was a kid. Wow. It was rubbish. Were, were you locked in? Were you like you, you, you spat at your dad and got in trouble, didn't was you? Was that that time? That might have been another time when I was even younger. We went a couple of times, I think. And there was a helicopter ride at the entrance of the park that you paid for. And my dad was saying, no, we're, we've paid to go into this park. And I spat at him. I was like, I was like five or something, maybe six. I spat. Who him. does that? Well, I didn't spit. At, I, I didn't spit on him. I spat on the ground, <laughs> which is so feral. I just went. <laughs> it's just, it's terrible, isn't it? That's not what I'm like now, you know. But I mean, if that's like the worst thing you did in your childhood, you were clearly a nice kid. Some people do worse things than that five times a day. It's, it's pretty like it's benign. Not, well, if it's it is an isolated incident, it's hmm. not like that on top of everything else I did which would make me a horrible kid uh, Pop Crash 1974 it's true they have too many annual pass holders if it's true um, then how did they manage to make record profits this past oh, year oh mic drop Pop Crash 1974 I don't think I've seen you comment before but you just come in to like bang that doozy down at half past nine <laughs> exactly yeah Charlie Yates says, I had a Flamingo Land annual pass when I was about 10. <laughs> How many times a year did you go? <laughs> Tell us the break-even point on a Flamingo Land annual pass. Did you get a discount on, uh, on food and stuff? I was in Flamingo Land, and, and th- there was this big slide. You just, you just set your slide down, and there was a kid in front of me, and he sat down. I think he, I think it's had to wear a sack, maybe, I can't remember. But just before he set off, uh, a wasp flew into his ear. <laughs> And he didn't, he, he didn't move. He just sat off down the slide and went. <laughs> that was hurting me. Oh, there's just been a couple of moments when I've proper belly laughed tonight. That's all I remember. It really hurts. Don't make him use his diaphragm, Huey. That's just cruel. Oh, oh man. That's, that's when I told my parents I was going to call the police. Um, now, my mum says, she's an Aussie, and she goes... And she she always she always tells the story. She goes, "It's like that time you said you were going to call the police because we were giving you peas." And it wasn't that they were giving me peas; it's that they were starving me. And and that was at Flamingo Land. And that week, I said, "I would tell the police that you're starving me." You know, I don't like peas. <laughs> it's a good point. I thought I had a good point, but my mum always says, "We had to give you peas, and you were going to call the police." It was not simple as that, mum. I, I think there's like a, a full picture. series of a podcast just talking about you at Flamingo London that week. <laughs> <laughs> I've got most I've got more stories. They're coming to me now, but uh, no, I'll what to put till now. Oh look, guys, yeah, we've got to, we've got to hold on to all this. No doubt, this subject will come up again. So it's half past nine now, and we do have a Patreon show yeah, we to do. do. I've posted it. I hope I have anyway. If you are a Patreon member, that means you get an extra twenty minutes of us. And we did have a question about. Um, uh, DVC points uh, f- uh, during the week. Yeah. Someone who I don't think is a patron, but we're going to talk DVC points anyway because we already replied to her in person, so she's got. Well, I did like a long rambling reply where I went back and forth, and I because I wasn't entirely sure uh, what the question was. And also, there's some <laughs> rather exciting uh, Disney movies on the horizon. We can talk about what they're like. I've and been watching a else. show. 
you've been watching a show and um, we can look at Chris's scar and anything else that you want <laughs> Ooh, to talk yeah. about <laughs> that's, wor- that's worth the, the fee <laughs> so uh, basically it's £3 a month to be a Patreon and you get this extra 20 minutes I'll say every week we've been a bit lax the last month because of other things but it will be every 20 minutes uh, from now on uh, so every 20 minutes every week maybe not next week and Chris isn't here from now on but I'm not here next week so it might not be next week if you join up uh, right now can they join in tonight yeah you just go and sign up and, and you should get the link straight away once you and the link up. is in the description and yeah £3 you can have a bit more of this if you want it the link's in the post not the description the link is in the post on Patreon and as we always say it helps oh, the, link, um, yeah, the link to Patreon the link is in the description. to Patreon it is pay, in the description it pays for the running costs it does uh, it, like you're not paying for our holidays. You're not paying for our annual passes because there ain't are. enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> and we have an ace prize thing going on. Have you said that? Because I wasn't paying attention. To well, the price. yeah, we get, we yeah we uh, Cheryl, who's in the chat there, won a big prize haul a couple of weeks ago by guessing the, the number of zum zums in the basket, which was 115, and she nailed it. Ooh, Pop Crash uh, took a few weeks though. Sorry, just before I do the these been one. the boys thing, uh, Pop Crash says there's a French petition with over ten thousand signatures and rising regarding the annual pass. Wow. Can you do a petition about a consumer product pricing? I, mean, I don't they, know. If they that's can look at work. it, but they'll go, oh, oh tough. Yeah, I mean that people eh. can set their own prices. I think that's they'll shrug. They'll look at it. They'll shrug and they'll go, such is life. Having, I mean, the French will protest anything. So you know. Get me signed up for the picket line. Right. That's enough of that. Yeah. We're going on for the Patreon show. How many how many times do you have to watch a Patreon show to break even? That's an interesting question. So <laughs> I've been Lucy. These have been the boys. We'll see you on the other side. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye.